Hey, everybody. Are you doing okay? Are you still existing? I hope you are. And I, uh, I hope your discomfort is entirely physical, if there is any at this point. Because, well, the other kinds of discomfort can be a real nuisance, I think. I mean, depression and emotional distress aren't as bad as, like, super gonorrhea or anal Ebola, but they can be more damaging than a broken leg. Look, I gotta be honest with you all, I am dying to hear a funny joke right now, or a, or a funny story, or, or really anything at all. Um, it's not even evening yet, and I'm lying here in the back of this old Camaro convertible, and I don't think I'm gonna be standing up again tonight. This is a beautiful car, even though someone poured what must have been buckets of blood all over the interior and carved vaginas into the blue paint on every side. They're very artistic renderings of vaginas, at least. Almost photorealistic, which must have taken a long time. And the blood in here is totally dry, so that's not too crazy of a drawback. It's probably my fault I'm feeling a little melancholy, honestly. I should have known when I climbed up to the top of this little hill overlook situation and saw this blue Camaro and decided to take a rest that it would bring on all kinds of silly nostalgia. This whole thing feels like a scene out of an old romantic movie, except the view from this overlook is just miles and miles of scorched crater. Buffy is around here somewhere, exploring I guess. He seemed a little distant lately. He goes off for walks by himself at night, or <laughs> I guess you wouldn't call them walks. More like floating excursions. All that said, if someone were to ask me if I was lonely, I would tell them, uh, heck no. Loneliness is for people who don't have anyone to talk to, and I have all of you to talk to. You're very good listeners. Better than anyone I ever met when things were normal. Here's a question. Are you more lonely when you're in a crowd of 10,000 and no one wants to talk? Or when you're all alone and there's no one to talk to even if you wanted? Sometimes I wish I could develop some kind of rad psychological disorder like schizophrenia or a multiple personality scenario. That'd be like carrying all your buddies around in your backpack. You could just reach into your subconscious and conjure up a little friend whenever the road got long and you still weren't in Houston even though you were walking really fast for like a lot of days. And really, how big is Oklahoma? How big is it? Who made states this big? What was the rationale there? I feel like settlers in the 1800s must have been like, well, if we make the state really massive, people will just get tired of traveling across it at some point and have no choice but to settle here. <laughs> That's odd. Uh, I doubt that's even an approximation of an Oklahoma accent. I would ask a Oklahoman uh, if that's what they're called. Um, but none of them exist anymore, so at least none that I've seen. You know what the problem with this overlook is? It's too romantic. There's nobody to share it with. I've always been a super romantic person, actually. I was always the kind of guy who'd fill my girlfriend's cars with flowers and chocolates and stuff like that. Funny story about all that, actually. I, I once uh, surprised my ex-girlfriend, Wendy, with a romantic date and a feel of sunflowers. I had set up a little picnic and blindfolded her and 
brought her out to the field, and I was leading her to a picnic blanket when she went into anaphylactic shock and died right there, you know, in the middle of the sunflowers. Turned out, I guess, that uh, she was really allergic to those. It's funny that the same kind of thing happened when I made another girlfriend, Katrina, a really special birthday cake with chocolate cricket powder. Since that was like a cool new protein source and she was obsessed with birds and birds eat crickets, so it, it seemed cute. I mean, you know, you kind of see the, the, the through line connection I was trying to draw there, but you know, I mean, it's like just my freaking luck that Katrina was totally allergic to crickets. Um, that's not an allergy that comes up often in conversation. I mean, you'd think somebody would have told me about the sunflowers, but, you know, I never really had a chance with the crickets because you don't really eat them often and you don't really touch them often. So, you know, luckily Katrina didn't die from, uh, from that situation. She just went into a coma for a few years and died of negligence or hospital malpractice or something like that. Doctors and nurses were always making stupid mistakes back then and killing people or cutting off the wrong leg during an amputation, things like that. My last girlfriend before all this went down, Jasmine, she was the best person I'd ever been with. She would have loved this Overlook and this Camaro and I would have taken her up here and played Stevie Nicks on the radio. She loved Stevie Nicks, and she would sing along with the radio with her kind of slight Punjabi accent. It was kind of adorable. I know. I know I'm being a little gross right now, but it was. It's a bummer she left me for that NFL player when we were still in Minneapolis and people had started looting and rioting and killing each other for sport. In her defense, he, he seemed like a much more ideal mate in a time of great distress. I would have put money on him making it through this whole thing. A lot more money than I would have put on me, if you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, here we are. So, you know, that's why I never would have done well in Vegas. Maybe they're out there somewhere, too. Hopefully they're in love. You know, if, they, if they're still around. How about this, Jasmine? You know, I guess for old time's sake, how about I sing a little Stevie Nicks, in case you're out there listening. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. Say women, they will come and they will go. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know, you'll know. Hmm. <laughs> not, uh, not my best effort, but you can forgive me for being a little rusty, I guess. Guess it's a good thing I don't have to worry about being a romantic anymore. It's not like I'm out here with all kinds of eligible bachelorettes. Except, <laughs> actually, I don't know. There is one person who's been on my mind a little bit lately. I know it's probably silly on account of us never meeting in person or anything, but, well, Tia is actually... No. 
Tia? Yes, but absolutely no. You're listening to my broadcast. No, I'm not really doing that. I'm just saying, no, I'm not a viable romantic prospect for you. Please don't turn this situation into something ridiculous like that. Well, I wouldn't actually insinuate something crazy like that. I was just saying I, I've been thinking about you, and you're really the only companion I have, aside from a disembodied head who doesn't seem to like me as much lately, and I just- You were just projecting some kind of nonsense bullshit onto a radio-based relationship that is in very nascent stages, at best. I know what you were doing. I think the important thing to note here is that you were listening to me. You were definitely tuned in. I turned on my radio for a bit, and there you were, polluting the airwaves. And don't let me stop you. I just don't want you getting any stupid delusions in your head. I would never, uh, get any stupid delusions. I'm sorry if I came off that way. Whatever. Carry on. Um, okay. I guess I can keep going then. Basically, I was just saying that Tia seemed cool, and she's the only person I know, so I can at least focus on her and not think about how few other individuals there are out there to be friends with. If you hear me, Tia, I said friends, not uh, lovers or companions or romantic partners. Friend zone all the way. Jeez. You think you're just talking empty airwaves and someone comes out of nowhere throwing all kinds of accusations at you. I guess this is why people normally keep their diaries private. Not that this is a, a diary, because I always intended these as, like, outward-facing uh, conversations. Anyway, now I'm all flustered and embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe it's better to be alone with your thoughts and a little lonely than embarrassed because you shared those thoughts with a real person. I guess I have no reason to be feeling sorry for myself and worrying about being lonely. Apparently I've got Tia out here, don't I? That's actually kind of great, Tia. We have each other. You know, back when the world was just convertible Camaros and soda fountains and lookout hills where teenagers made out until it was time to drop off their dates and drive their parents' cars home, I, those were nice times. Losing times like those was a real tragedy. If the world had ended in 1965, that would have been a real shame, I think. I would, for one, would never have been born, for better or worse, but more than that, people in those days had something really precious to lose. A beautiful simplicity, at least in the United States, if you were white and male and well-off. Yeah, in 1965, if you were white and male and well-off and you, you know, weren't going to get drafted into Vietnam, then things were really good for you. You, you. you got to be happy. A happiness founded on a musical revolution and, and experimental drugs and processed foods that, you know, we didn't know might cause cancer yet. By, like, 2018, people were just, like, a mess. Yeah, I was in my late 20s, but I couldn't afford a car or a house. I, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine bringing, like, children into that world. Not that anyone really wanted to have them with me, or that that's even necessarily an important end goal. Um, but I, I guess it was something that I valued and wanted back then. I mean, I, I was always trying to find a different job. 
trying to figure out some kind of freelance situation or side hustle or like a random source of income that wasn't gambling or selling drugs. And basically, I was just trying to plan far enough ahead to have some kind of skill set that would be harder for artificial intelligence to replace. Maybe we're all better off this way. You're still there? Well, I don't really have anything else to do. You and me both. And yeah, maybe we are better off this way. The past sucked. I hated everything. I didn't hate anything, really. Everything just made me so tense and nervous all the time. So, you think the end of the world wasn't the worst thing that could have happened? The future was so... bleak. Well, yeah. I think it's fair to say that it certainly turned out to be bleak. No, not this future. I mean the other future. The one I used to imagine. The one I was going to have to live through. The one where social security was going to collapse. And all the old people were actively trying to involve everyone in a world war because they were feeling nostalgic for the 40s. And technology was moving too quickly for us to understand it, and medical science was moving too slowly to cure anything that actually needed curing. I mean, you know how many times a week somebody would bring up the eventual end of the world back then? We were so obsessed with it. There was a doomsday clock. There were scientists whose entire jobs were devoted to figuring out when the end would come. We woke up and went to sleep every day with thoughts like that. A at least I did. I did too. We were all so stressed. Arguing about the way the world would end, wondering if it would end, or when it would end. But none of that mattered. Because the world didn't actually end, did it? Nope. It just changed. Things got uh, weird. Now we got used to them. And now this is just the way things are. And... Oh. Are you seeing this? What? Look up. I'm inside. Oh. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. The sky is full of these weird green lights. Really? Yeah, coming down through the clouds. They're kind of like stars. Sounds pretty. It is. I don't know what's causing it. Probably some alien wreckage burning up in the atmosphere. Or some kind of noxious chemical reaction. Either way, it's nice. Happy for you. Me too. I'm glad you're here with me. To see all this. Yeah. But Isaac, I'm actually not, though. Right. But whatever. It's a thought that counts. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Speaking of which, good night, Isaac. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. Good night, Tia. Tomorrow's another doomsday, I guess. Sleep tight. Doomsday by Day is written and performed by Zach Carlstrom with production and sound design by Lindsay St. Clair. It's a lonely world and we're all looking for a wink in the void. So subscribe to Doomsday by Day. You probably won't be disappointed.